never let them stop your grind And when it's time, don't ever let them stop your shine Why? Cause you work hard to get there When you get stuck, look up, don't just sit there There's haters regardless, just do what you do You ain't through till it's finished, man, that's what winners do Hey guys, and welcome back to Maddie Costanzo's podcast. Uh, this is an exciting one again today. We have a special guest. I love special guests because they can help me and you and just help everyone else in more ways than one. So I have a special person here today. Do you want to introduce yourself, lovely? Yes. Uh, my name is Claudia Jebert. I'm the uh, clinic director and principal psychologist at Self Reflections in Wollongong. Cool. That's why I was not going to say your name. Your last <laughs> name. I just don't never know how to pronounce it, so I saved myself there. All right, we're going to jump straight into it today. Uh, a lot of you guys that follow me on social media, you knew that Claudia was coming, and you asked a few questions. So we're just going to jump straight into it today. I like to get straight to the point. So the first question, um, we're going to start on like body image as a topic. So the first question was, what can we do to change our minds and how we look at ourselves in the mirror? And if, it's, if we have a poor relationship with our body, can it result in something more serious? So that's a pretty big uh, question to start with. Do you want to touch on um, that? It's a really, really good question. And uh, uh, it's, it's really important for us to understand uh, what, I guess, negative body image or um, body concerns um, are and whether or not it's normal and who experiences it. So we'll get to those questions. Um, but I guess... We need to identify that most people do feel dissatisfied with their body from time to time. Um, For example, we might think that we're too tall or our thighs are too big or our tummy's um, too full or maybe our skin is a little bit too um, blemished. Uh, And it's so very normal that um, women, and now actually increasingly men, uh, do experience from time to time uh, negativity towards their appearance. Um, It's quite normal for most of us to check ourselves in the mirror um, on a regular basis to see you know how we look change our hairstyle um, you know tweak things about our appearance to you know uh, make sure that we look presentable Um, however there are some individuals uh, and and funny enough most of us may have experienced this in the past we do become so satisfied that our appearance is the only thing on our mind that we do spend a lot of time um, it becomes quite troubling uh, it's quite costly um, and uh, and it causes a lot of distress or anxiety for certain individuals um, it also then may impact relationships it may impact food um, and even of course health so I guess uh, <sighs> The reason why we're talking about body dissatisfaction is the connection that it has to self-esteem and confidence. And I guess in in a way, that's something we want to continuously um, improve on. Um, And if we're able to um, uh, improve our our, uh, body image, our connection with ourselves, our relationship with ourselves, overall, our our general well-being is going to improve. Yeah, we see it a lot in the gym, like um, it's you got these gyms that don't have mirrors because they're like, I don't want people to see each other. And then you got all these gyms with mirrors everywhere. And so it's like a catch 22 is like some people want mirrors because they need it. And then some people are like, they feel better if they don't have a mirror. And it's crazy because you see your reflection everywhere you go. And that's what I think is a really scary thing is like, I'll catch myself looking in a glass window. Someone's probably on the other side going, what the (laughs) hell is she looking at? And like, I'm not even looking at you. I'm looking at me. Like, it's just like all these crazy things. We can't like escape it. So if you can teach us how to deal with it, everyone does it. Like I'm a PT, but I'm sure we all have problems with like our mind and how we look at each other and ourselves. Um, And it doesn't matter what like 
Because I get it a lot. They're like, oh, you're a PT. Yes. You don't care. Like, you're no, fit. No. You think you're I'm like, no, no, I care. I we care. all do. Yeah. Because, again, we all have a body. Yeah. Um, when we all have a mind that might have a million or one different thoughts about yeah, that body. Yeah, and you can't escape it. It's Not crazy. at all. Yeah, Not cool. at all. But the great thing about that is you can learn how to control that and better your relationship with your body. Yeah, so what are your hot tips for that? Oh, gosh, there's so <laughs> many. There's so many. Um, so I guess... Uh, before we get into hot tips, because again, there's just so much we, we can easily uh, provide individuals on how we can um, just be aware of whether or not it's something that it's just a, you know, random negative thought, you know, does it influence me in a, in a enough way for me to have to make a change? Or, yeah. um, or is it just something that is just fleeting and passing and you don't need to kind of um, uh, work on it or potentially even see someone for it? Um are you curious to know what causes it? Yeah, 100%. I'm always interested in the yep. mind and how it works. <laughs> so um, it's quite natural for us to have uh, negative thoughts about our uh, body. And it's it's quite easy that once those negative thoughts um, continue um, and we, we play into them, we feed them, um, and we kind of get forced to do certain behaviours that reinforce our belief systems naturally something um, will then turn our relationship with our, with our body a little bit more negative um, so it's quite an internal process for each individual and it is influenced by a lot of external factors for example family friends acquaintances media is a huge influence social media um, sucks yes <laughs> yeah and yeah. look I understand social media is definitely something that allows us to connect with certain yes. people but there is so much out there that we need to be very careful about what we expose ourselves to that either helps our relationship with ourselves or our mindset or it completely exacerbates the negativity yeah um, and we just want to be a little bit more mindful of what we like I said expose ourselves to other things we need to consider is if there's been previous bullying um, there's been isolation um, uh, someone has actually struggled with weight issues previously um, or they've they've even had indirect negative comments for example plastered out there it's all about diet it's all about looking thin yeah um and even though that individual may have not had those comments said directly to them it's quite natural absolutely yeah Yeah, Yeah. it's so natural for us to to take that on and say well I don't look like that so there must be something wrong with me and even just something you know in in the smallest of ways if we have quite a sensitive temperament and um and 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 those things are happening from out from our experiences naturally it's going to turn into someone having quite negative um, body dissatisfaction is it a big issue Yes, because uh, body dissatisfaction is actually the top ranked issue for concern in young people. Um, so when I, even in the clients that I see um, within the practice, there are so much more individuals that I find have uh, low uh, self-esteem, low confidence, issues with body dissatisfaction um, or poor relationship with food because individuals can have that and not have anxiety and depression um we do have a high of course um prevalence of anxiety and depression in our clients but what we find at the core is very much a poor relationship with self yeah wow okay yeah so being able to build that confidence and self-esteem self-love all of that is so pivotal for our general well-being and as a um uh, as a way to be able to prevent more serious issues in the future um and what we've known is um, 
having positive body image is a huge protective factor for uh, which can make sorry a person more resilient to uh, eating disorders and that's something we work with at self-reflections and something that's a very key issue I work with too but there's a big correlation there if we let it fester and it spirals out of control it's so very easy for us to then develop something more serious like an eating disorder disorder, yeah Yeah. and is that like um so for some people that aren't sure on that is that like um eating when they're sad eating when they're happy like what sort what is an eating disorder for someone that doesn't even know what that actually means wow that that could even be a podcast on its own yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but in in short um it is um I guess it is emotionally eating, um, any form of disordered eating in some way, so mindless eating, emotional eating, um, eating past the point of being full, restricting your eating, um, feeling very, very guilty or shameful after eating, uh, weighing oneself constantly, not for the purpose of, you know, but in an obsessive, um, uh, restrictive or or, um, uh, pressured type of way. Um, other things might include, uh, yeah, a variety of different things that, like I mentioned, it, you know, and, and, and if, if you're a bit curious or uncertain about whether or not, um, again, it's it's a poor relationship with body or maybe just something mild versus is it a little bit more serious? Yeah. Get in contact. Yeah. Ask someone that knows about eating disorders to let you know uh, what's kind of going on there and most importantly, how to kind of uh, work around it. And I know we'll talk about that, yeah. but... Um, but yeah, it, it's it, if any of the tips that we talk about today are ones that just don't cut it, please get in contact and we can easily uh, provide anyone who's in need some, yeah. some more tips or, or treatment to be able to overcome those challenges. Yeah. And if anyone's listening, we'll um, let you know where yes. you can contact at Absolutely. the end of the podcast. Um, <laughs> we'll just get through the podcast first. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. So what's your next? Um so I guess sometimes I, I did have a question um, that I received from one of uh, my, um, I guess, followers. Can we ever love our body completely? Um, that's quite a common question I do receive from many people because there is a big, big emphasis of body love and you've got to love every part. And you know what? It's totally okay that we don't. And realistically, um, Look, it'd be super great if we loved every aspect about our body. Yeah, I think we nitpick too much too. Yeah. That's the biggest problem. Yeah. So um, it, it is it is unrealistic to feel like I will love my body all the time forever. It is a yeah. you know a thing that uh, fluctuates throughout our, our body time. Changes, absolutely. Yeah, but also our mood or what happens, our age, everything kind of changes over time. So our uh, what what we like or dislike about our body will also change. Um, and, and it's completely okay not to love your body. So instead of learning how to become more, uh, sorry, uh, instead of, of feeling like you have to love your body, it's about accepting things about your body and appearance, um, just the way that they are and focusing on, um, less about our looks and more about how to make a meaningful life and, and attributes about ourselves that we actually really like that go a little bit further than just our body because our body's a shell yeah um you know it does not mean that your body equals who you are as an individual so really connecting with who you are as an individual really allows um you to, to strengthen your confidence and self-esteem but that's how people love you 
Yeah, um, it's about sure. who like you are yeah. rather than what you look like. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But we've of course been conditioned to think that love is conditional on looks. Yeah, well, so many people stereotype everyone these days. Like, I it's so weird because like when someone talks to me, they always go, "You have." a girlier voice than what I thought you were going to have. <laughs> they were like, you're not as intimidating as we thought you were. Like, the amount of people that say to me, they're like, Mads, when I first saw you, I thought you were intimidating. And I just go, what? <laughs> and then my voice raised. You're a big and teddy I'm bear. Like, yeah, I was like, what? And they're like, it's your tattoos. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, it's, yeah, there's so many stereotypes out there in the world, though, as well. It's, it's sad to to have people think that, like, that's how... But even ourselves, like body image, like I always sometimes like look at the bigger guys with heaps of tattoos. I'm like, oh, they're not going to talk to me because I'm not a pretty girl or whatever. And then all of a sudden they'll talk to me every day. I'm like, cool, I've got like the coolest friends ever. And like you just, it's constantly this battle in your head yes. and no matter who you are. Like yes. that's why I'm saying from my own perspective is like I'm not perfect either. Yeah. And no matter who you are that's listening to this, if you're a model or if you're um overweight and you need help with something like it doesn't matter what spectrum end of the spectrum you're on everyone is going through the same thing Mm. you are just in a different way absolutely and that's the thing like sometimes you look at individuals like oh they've got the perfect life they've got the perfect body they must not have the same issues as me yeah oh that's everyone's that's me yeah absolutely they they're everyone has their own battle and I think you posted that recently um that yeah everyone has their own battle and it's about being kind to ourselves and being kind to others and practicing patience everything that we're going to be talking about today takes a lot of practice it's not I'll do it once and therefore everything gets you know given to me and it'll be there forever it is an ongoing thing we need to chip away at and understanding that things like body image self-esteem and confidence they will fluctuate there are going to be times where yeah you're going to be down in the dumps or it's going to be a little bit more negative and it's just about continuing what you've always done to be able to manage that it doesn't ever stop and sometimes sometimes I do have clients uh say to me well why do I have to put all this effort in and um you know why those people that have it all figured out they don't have to put effort in that's actually not true everyone is putting in effort even the people that are looking like they've got it together they are working their butts off to make sure that they keep themselves there and of course it's so much harder for some individuals than others we're not we're not minimizing how hard some of this stuff is actually to apply yeah um but it is about just continuing to practice as much as you possibly can for sure I like that yeah um do you want so to know? Much talking. I know. <laughs> Who would have thought on a podcast? I just love it. You just go with it. I just get to sit back and listen. <laughs> um, I was going to actually uh, maybe discuss with you what actually keeps body dissatisfaction going. And this kind of ties into that question you asked about the mirror. Yeah. Because we kind of need to have a think about, well, what, what can we do to start shifting this negative body dissatisfaction that we've got? Yeah. So, um, yeah, what can we do about that? Well, I guess just so I can pass on to you, in your clients and stuff like that, do you find, like, what are some of the things that you find uh, with with your clients um, or listeners? What have they highlighted as things that have kept their body dissatisfaction going? Yeah, well, I work now. I've got to go back a bit. Now I work (laughs) a lot with kids, so it's pretty cool. Like, they're not at that point yet, and this is why I want to know more about it because I kind of want to – help them like obviously then I'm not gonna be able to stop it for them but like yeah. help them to if this happens to to deal with I have uh, worked with a couple of overweight kids because their parents have come to me and they're like they're about to start high school they're a little bit overweight they don't like they're scared mads you got confidence can you help them with that but I found in like a lot of um older women that 
they have kids. They're just too busy and yeah. they put themselves last. And I yep. say to them, I go, like when they weren't going to come to PT sessions, I go, this is your half an hour for you. Don't let – I love your kids. Your kids are awesome. But don't let them stop you from coming to the gym and stuff. But there's clients too that – they see something on Instagram or yes. Facebook and they go, I want to be like that. And I'm like, cool. Do you have their genetics? Do you have their discipline? Yes. Do you know what? They're probably not happy because they're actually eating chicken and rice <laughs> for a living, right? And they're just not, they're not going out with your friends every weekend. Yes. They're not drinking alcohol. Like I know that's not everything, but like, you know what I mean? Like they just, they don't actually have it all. And I, I see that in a lot of clients, but a lot of, mainly mine are female and it's a lot of older clients and they just don't put themselves first anymore and that's something that especially mums they need to understand that they need to put themselves first a little bit more Mm. but um yeah that's probably what keeps it going for them Mm. is because they just never think to stop and go hold on I just need to do something for me and a lot of them Mm. are business owners too yeah so they've got like 30 things going they've got kids and they have employees so they just don't think about themselves Yeah. yeah So I guess some of the main things we find uh, as we work with um, individuals with body dissatisfaction in any way, shape or form. Um, So one of the things that we highlight is appearance focused attention. So the more we focus on our appearance, the more we actually start to see flaws that might not even be there or we convince ourselves are there that no one else actually realises are are there. So it's kind of like... um, yeah, the, the more we, we focus, the more those flaws become more prominent and more concerning to us. Um, the other thing we do is we body check and reassurance seek. So that might be in mirrors constantly. Um, we check by pinching our skin or our, you know, our belly oh, yeah, okay. or things yeah. like that to yeah. kind of feel like how, how's it going there. And we also seek reassurance. Do I look good in these jeans? You know, what are you wearing? Am I wearing the same yeah. thing? Or, you know, just to kind of f- make ourselves feel feel better comfortable um uh but but in the end it actually doesn't doesn't help the situation because we feel like we need more of that um we also participate in alter uh, appearance altering behaviors so we might get um fillers or Botox or do our hair or you know or, or spend a lot of money on clothing or uh, products to try and look younger um again it, it, all of this is fine in moderation but sometimes when we have a quite a serious dissatisfaction with ourselves we over invest yeah um, so and much money <clears throat> so much money so much time so, so much energy and it doesn't actually help us make uh, make ourselves feel better at the core yeah we might get temporary relief but it doesn't actually you know take it away yeah um and we also then participate in avoidance behaviors we don't go to parties we don't wear certain clothes we don't go into certain stores um you know we we don't go to the gym we don't leave the house it it really you know it can impact someone's big issue absolutely so I guess now getting into talking about what what can we do about that it's important to start focusing on your positive qualities skills and talents um because it's like I mentioned, your body is just a shell. You are so much more than your body. Um, and accepting and appreciating your help, yourself as a whole allows you to start realising how actually people see you rather than how you think they see you. Yeah. 
Um, saying positive things to yourself every single day. It's so common for us to have a million and one different negative um, and derogatory labels on ourselves um, that naturally feed into that negative um, dissatisfaction we have with ourselves or our body. So even if, if, you know, if that's a bit too much, maybe even just saying one to three nice things about yourself overall every single day. And that's maybe at the end of the day, if you want to write it in your phone or just say it in your mind or whatever it might be that allows you to say, well, yes, I've had some negative thoughts, but I'm also going to highlight some of the good things um, that I like about myself. Have you heard of the um, green sticker game with like body image? So what you do is, because you can go to Officeworks and get all get those colored stickers. Yes. And you put them on like your mirror, your phone, your computer, your bedside table, and every time you see a green sticker, you have to say something positive about Ooh, yourself. Oh, I like or that. Or like a red sticker, whatever. Get your favorite color. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, so, and yes. then, yeah, it's just the sticker game. So every I time like you see that. the sticker, you have to say, like, oh, I like my hair today, or, you know, yeah. I smell good today. You know, I hope you smell <laughs> imagine, good today, but. <laughs> imagine yeah. all the people that are listening there, like yeah. partners, family, and that, like, oh, these stickers are everywhere. Yeah, my mum would be like, why are there stickers everywhere? I'm like, when you see one, you got to say something. But I like that game. I yep. heard it ages ago, and I thought that was so simple. Yes. Because it's not in the way. It's no. not going to affect you, like, thinking you have to write anything down. Yes. You just see a sticker, and you're like, oh, I've got to say something. Yeah, cool. I love that game. Yeah. Um, uh, trying to avoid negative or uh, berating self-talk. So it's so easy for us to get, even within our groups, to talk about, you know, dieting and losing weight. Oh, I look so fat or I don't like how I look. And it's really easy to then get stuck in that. So I it's hear those so... conversations every day. Yes. It's crazy. And it's so important to be able to be... Um, vocal about hey I'm, I'm going on this journey to better my relationship with myself and that type of language actually prevents me from continuing on, on that journey do you want to hop on this journey with me so when yeah. we're together we're actually catching each other out when we talk negatively about ourselves. and again it's just being mindful and conscious that it's not just you on this journey you can have people with you to make it a lot easier um uh, that it's not so isolating and alone but it's so very common for us to like I mentioned spiral out of control and just feed into each other's negativity um unnecessarily yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you do it again for that fitting in yes. sort of things like, oh they're talking about that I better not like rock the boat and I'll just stay on that same path do you this reminds me have you ever seen Mean Girls yeah you know how they're in the mirror and they're talking about oh my god my poor you know my yeah. hair is this or my weight is this and yeah. she's like I've got bad breath yeah. in the morning it's like, oh, it was so good and exactly like we do that because we feel like we need to f- to fitting fit in yeah. when really it's about hey we're, we're being negative about each other. Let's yeah. actually use this opportunity to say at least one thing positive about each other yeah. um, that pulls us out of that spiral um, that obviously then influences um, uh, dissatisfaction with self. Um, what else? Uh, setting positive health-focused goals rather than weight loss related. Yes, um, that's a massive one. Thank you. I'm yes. glad that didn't come from my voice. Did everyone hear that? Because that's not from me. <laughs> You know, yes. it's like when your mum says or dad says, yes. like, and you're like, I'm not going to listen to this. Like, <laughs> sometimes it's like that with the trainers too. It's like my client won't listen to me. So yeah. I get someone else to say it to them and then all of a sudden they're like, did you hear? And I'm like, 
Yeah, okay, let's just go with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> so what this means is we're not trying to say you can't alter your body if that's what you would like to do. But if it's done in a kind, nurturing, caring balanced slow way that's actually going to be sustainable and is realistic and one that you actually see yourself doing in 10 15 years time sure cool we that that's the pathway we want to take if it's something that is just weight loss for the purpose of i don't like myself and weight is going to give me happiness mm -mm. i'm very very confronting to my clients to say that's not our goal it will never be our goal but of course i try and explain why not Um, happiness is not going to be there no matter what size we are it's about trying to understand how we can achieve happiness in other ways in our life by having a very meaningful life and a better relationship with self what happens with our weight in whatever journey we have that's its own separate thing but if we can separate uh, being thinner or or losing weight or being a certain size with happiness that yeah, allows us to thing. to have a big chance in actually achieving pockets of happiness throughout our life without the need of focusing on on just weight yeah mm. for sure yeah. I'm so glad you said that yeah the other thing we do is we compare ourselves a lot right so it's perfectly okay to admire other people's beauty and and highlight how wonderful they might look or things about them that are fantastic there's a difference between saying wow I love how that person looks those clothes look fantastic on her you know they can um they can really rock that style um rather than saying and I look like whatever yeah (laughs) um you know crap yep um you know I I wish I looked like that my weight is what you know is is thing I'll I'll never be that confident rather than going into that type of comparisons where you only highlight positives about them and negatives about you being able to either just leave it there to highlight positives about other people or also highlight some positive things about you in that instance too because there are things about you that are so wonderful too and I can imagine most of those people around you are also doing the same thing about you highlighting things about they're you doing it, yeah. yeah that are like wow this person holds themselves so well or they're so intelligent or you know they're um they're so kind and they've got such a beautiful way of putting their clothes together that might already be happening it's just we might not necessarily hear it yeah and one thing I do so often is if I think that I actually share it with somebody else I'm like you know what I love your outfit today you look fantastic yeah, cool. yeah. because that allows that person to go oh I hadn't wow, someone actually notices and wow, like it takes so much, you know, so so little effort, sorry, to say, say something, something to yeah. someone, but it means the world to them when someone actually does. Yeah. So it's just, again, something little that you can do about if you are admiring someone, actually let them know if you're, if you're comfortable to do so. Yeah. And also make sure you admire something about yourself in that time too. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how much we can change. Yeah. Like I only had it last week in the gym. Uh, I wasn't feeling 100%. Because I woke up so early, three days in a row, and this lady came in, she goes, oh, Maddie, you're glowing today. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, maybe it's the 10th coffee I've had, you know. But it, hey, like, and it makes you feel good. Yes. And, and that's what people just don't get. And yep. people are too nervous to, yes. to say something as well because they're scared of being rejected. Yes. And that's, I think, something that then if you, for say, you are rejected, right, that's not to show who you are, but that's a representation then of who that person is. And yeah. don't take any... 
I don't know, offense to it because I know that's hard, but yes. it's because you have to think like you said it, you're yes. the amazing person that said yes. it and the way someone else takes it, you're never going to have control of that. So you just yeah. have to move on and know that you said or did the right thing yeah. um, and then continue on with your day. Yep. So a lot of people then get drawn back and like feel upset by that sort of stuff, but yep. you did nothing wrong. No, yeah. not at all. Um, other things that we can kind of keep in mind is uh, remember media images are unrealistic and only represent a minority of the population. So I often say to my clients, whip your phone out, show me your Instagram feed. Yes, I've done that. <laughs> and, yes. I get, and I ask them, how do you feel when you see this image? And what happens in your mind when you see this image? And we actually explore how exposure to certain things on our phone, on the TV, on magazines, um, wherever else we're uh, exposed to that actually influences us. So again, minimum... We, we don't want to avoid that, but again, don't follow people that make you feel horrible yeah. about yourself. Yeah. You know, you might refollow them later when you feel you're that you're confident or, yeah, yeah and it, absolutely. But again, if you're noticing that mo- most of your feed just makes you feel horrible ab- about yourself, it's not you that has to be the only change, it's also the feed. Yes. So it's about taking responsibility, but also knowing that there are other things in life that also need to take, uh, we need to kind of shift to, to make yeah. sure that we don't feel like we're the only ones that have to make the changes. Yeah, Tommy and I did that in our seminar we got mm. out there and we got everyone to get out their phone we're like yes. if you are following like delete people right yes. now and yes. people were like mind blown at how many people they started deleting yeah and we're just like you just and we gave them like top 10 to follow yeah and it's like and it's not even people that you follow it's no. actually just pages that have good quotes or yes. um, business pages that like tell you how they're I know, for example, make like we're into shares and marketing at the moment. So they're, they're <laughs> learning, they're like teaching you yeah. how to make money and do yeah. things like that. And that's what people just that. But people don't understand that they have control of that. Yes. But they feel like they have to follow someone as well because they're yes. your friend. Yes. But they probably don't even know if you're following them or not. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, Other things media. you can do is um, list pros and cons of each of these behaviours we mentioned before that weren't so helpful. This kind of helps build motivation um, to actually make a change um, because any form of change is going to take time. It's going to be tough. Um, it also helps us challenge our beliefs um, that we need to do all of these things to feel better. So it's quite natural for us to be like, I need to check the mirror. I need to buy everything that is, you know, uh, makeup or clothes. I need to do these things to feel better. Well, does it challenge it? Does it actually make you feel better? Yep. Do you love yourself yet? <laughs> um, yeah. Are you thinking positively about yourself? If the answer is no, most of the case it will be, then why are we, why are we investing are in that? It? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the big question is, uh, does it actually make you feel better in the long run? If it doesn't, we need to ask ourselves, well, why are we continuing to uh, to engage in that, to continue having that person in our life, to keep following, you know, whatever That's Instagram probably, account yeah. it is? Yeah. Um, the the thing is, you you it's not something that's obviously going to stop immediately. It is a a chipping away at it slowly and knowing that you can get help and support around um, uh, working around that. Um, But let's actually go back to, (laughs) you know, full 360 (laughs) um, to the question you said, what can we do to change our minds on how we look at ourselves in the mirror? To remind ourselves that the mirror is there for a purpose, a reason. What would that reason be? You know, to make sure that we don't have makeup put incorrectly yeah. or to make sure that toothpaste on your face exactly. yeah yeah the little things the yeah little things and um so being uh, mindful of, of 
uh, sorry, how much you use the mirror and for what is very, very important. So if you're there spending hours and hours in front of the mirror, try and um, decrease that time day by day. So let's say today I spent an hour in front of the mirror. Tomorrow I'm going to see if I can push it to 45 minutes yeah, okay. and then uh, down to 30 minutes and then down to, you know, 15 or whatever it might be. I remember I used to take uh, up to two hours to do my makeup. Uh, I know. I'd like take 20 minutes to get ready. Um, and like I've been able to actually push it down to like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, cool. And imagine what you can then in, uh, do with the rest of that, you that know, time. two hours yeah. to be able to invest in a meaningful life. Yeah, I always think it's so hard being a girl. Like, <laughs> straighten the hair, do the makeup. That's like that's why I cut my hair off and just <laughs> wear hats. <laughs> yeah. Um, practice mindfulness. So this means looking at everything we see rather than focus uh, focusing on the things we don't like so if you are in front of the mirror rather than just looking at your tummy and saying that oh I look so big and things like that look at your whole body as a whole look at your clothes look at your surroundings and remind yourself um, that if I keep focusing on that one thing it's only going to go bigger and bigger and bigger in that mirror and in my mind if I actually look at my whole body and my whole room in the mirror reflection it doesn't look so so bad as what my mind makes me believe that it does um like I mentioned limit the time with the mirror so even for example if you've um if you've checked yourself in the morning and then you go off to work or let's say you go off to school um and then you need to, to have a toilet break it's only been like two hours pretty sure nothing has happened to your appearance in two hours so when you actually go to the bathroom wash your hands rather than again spending half an hour or you know however long in front of that mirror again look up and leave yep because again the time it uh, had uh, of course if you've rolled around in mud yeah. and you now need to change <laughs> your go check your makeup yeah <laughs> you don't know what people do for work yeah. right <laughs> different story but um but if if nothing serious has happened again try and limit um how much time uh, that mirror checking happens and what I would encourage people to do actually count how many minutes or hours you actually mirror watch or reflection watch and you'll be surprised how much time of your day that takes up and that could be done with any behavior we feel like oh is that something that helps me or doesn't help me Um, and we can then slowly pull back on that behavior um, and then be able to use that time on something more meaningful yeah I think something good I'll just touch on the mirror while I thought of it Mm. Um, if you go upstairs to my bedroom or to my bathroom yeah or my mom's bathroom actually I've written all over the mirror with like positive (laughs) words so yeah so if you have like whiteboard markers don't use permanent (laughs) especially if your kids and mom and I don't know but write <laughs> positive things on like books you read or quotes you see and stuff like that then there's less mirror for you to actually like see yourself in as well I yeah. thought that's been a good one mm-hmm. so I guess that's that's all about body dissatisfaction cool mm. all right thank you we're gonna jump into a few other questions because yes. I had some on my social media so I don't want to leave everyone out mm-hmm. um but so the main one we touched on the self-confidence one as well like that was pretty much all around it mm-hmm. um but we'll jump into this one is it okay to see a psychologist even if we're only sad sometimes I thought that was that was from a young person as well mm. so I feel like I that's something we need to touch loved on. this question um 
In short, absolutely. It is definitely okay. Um, uh, It is pretty much like exercise for your brain. Um, A psychologist helps to educate you and build your awareness of life's challenges and struggles. We teach people a variety of different techniques and skills uh, for a variety of issues um, to help them prevent uh, and sorry, and to help them prevent it happening in the future. Um, I often say that uh, it's. I encourage my clients to to or anyone really to uh, take a more preventative approach. So if you are feeling even a little sad, you can still actually learn a whole lot of stuff to prevent that spiraling so much worse. If something in life throws a spanner in the yeah. works, pretty much, yeah. right? So um, I often say, please come in early, use some skills as a preventative approach rather than coming in crisis because it's so much harder and tougher to get out of a crisis than it is if you are only a little little sad. Yeah. Um, and, and look, I, I have a variety of clients with a variety of, of issues. Some are very mild that might not have to see me for a long time, but they are learning things for their toolbox. Um, and some others who have more uh, severe, um, uh, I guess, mental health or long-term mental health struggles that, again, might see me for quite some time. But the purpose of it is is to empower clients to, to know what to do with life's challenges because we haven't been born with a manual no one yeah. has. Yeah. No. <laughs> and sometimes uh, we, we don't get taught certain things based on what life does throw at us, uh, especially when it comes to this internal struggle with our thoughts and our emotions. So a psychologist, no matter how little the issue is, can easily talk you through that um, and provide you that toolbox for you to then use in your life. It's it's kind of a, a bit different from a best friend where a best friend is going to be kind and caring and, you know, be biased, sure. yeah. but they love you. Yeah. They love you. They will be biased. And this is what I say to my clients that I, and I work in this framework is if, if you need to be pushed somewhere, if you need someone to be um, highlighting some things for you that someone else doesn't, that's the role of a psychologist. We kind of figure things out of why things are happening, give you an understanding of why that is and be able to kind of gently push you in a way to work around that. Yeah. Um, but a psychologist is going to be non-judgmental. It's going to be very, very empathic, uh, meaning they're going to be kind and nurturing, but they're also going to be firm and, and motivating and encouraging yeah. also yeah. to make sure that, um, that the struggles that you're going through are ones that um that you know you can overcome yeah, you over need, time yeah I think like the per- I obviously won't say who this person <clears> is but um I see a lot of like elite sports people struggle yeah. mentally because they have so much pressure on them but you see the top like f- football teams rugby teams yes. they have psychologists yes they have strength and conditioning coaches yes. they have coaches whatever but then the younger grades we're told to perform the same we get a paycheck we get this that and whatever but we don't have the same support as they do as professionals yes and I think that's a big issue that we need to try and make smaller is because these kids are getting so much pressure from school Mm. they're getting so much pressure at home and then they're getting pressure in sport as well and they're like how do I handle all this but no one's telling them where to go or what to do I often say build your army have people around you that are going to be motivating, supportive, that are going to teach you things, that are going to elevate you as an individual. Um, and that means, yes, you've got your mum and dad, if they're nice people. <laughs> um, we've got friends, if uh, we've got um, our siblings, again, if they're nice people. Yeah. Uh, sometimes. sometimes. Siblings, yeah. sometimes. <laughs> um, we also then can have certain um, professionals to be able to strengthen that. And that means someone like you, someone like me, um, 
anyone else that is going to help us better ourselves. Like when we have uh, something, you know, if we've broken our arm, we go to the doctor. Yeah. Why can't we, or if we've got a little sniffle, we're like, just to make sure we're doing okay, we go to the doctor to get it checked out. It's the exact same with, um, with someone like a psychologist, or sorry, someone struggling with a little bit of sadness or a little bit of worries. It's perfectly okay to be able to say, hey, what can I do about this? Yeah. Um, even if it is still in the very mild, mild um, uh, stages. Yeah, mm. perfect. All right. Mm. Uh, next one. Mm. Um, we kind of touched on this a little bit. So if we feel anxious about going out in public or mm-hmm. to the gym, what are some tips to overcome that? Mm-hmm. So. so this is a perfect example of what a psychologist can actually help uh, you overcome. So first, let's understand a little bit about um, anxiety. So it is a very natural, normal response when the body is around danger. Um, it's it's helped us survive and evolve as a human race. So it's fantastic. It has a purpose. But of course, um, if the anxiety is there unnecessarily or it's too intense or it impacts in our lives, that's when it becomes something that you can definitely work on and learn how to manage with a psychologist and with skills. So from from what your question was, it seems as though the anxiety is um, happening in these instances a little bit unnecessarily. So um, we can definitely um, try and, uh, and overcome it by utilizing a few different things so in short the the best way to overcome anxiety or something we kind of fear is to expose ourselves to the fear and of course this is so much easier said than done yeah i've heard that before and everyone's like what yes so the cycle of anxiety feeds itself if we avoid the things that we are anxious about or fearful of um because what happens is if let's say we're we get anxious in in public or at the gym and we go there we feel anxiety we're like no 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 get out get out yeah. get out and we uh, go home yeah. that then gives us relief and we love relief yeah. it's a quick fix um and but even though that makes us feel temporarily good, it actually feeds the anxiety and makes it worse. So next time we try and go to the gym, it's, it, the anxiety is uh, even bigger and our want to escape is even faster. Yeah. So over time, you can kind of start to realize that's going to impact your confidence. That's going to impact what you think about yourself. That's going to impact um, your self-esteem. It's going to make you so fearful and intolerant to any levels of discomfort that it can really be debilitating for someone. Um, So if we can face our fears while, of course, applying skills, yes, at first it's going to be daunting and and scary, but the more we practice, and we do it in stages, of course, the more we feel more confident in those those scenarios. I think that's a good thing where... If you come to the gym and you're not sure, bring a friend. Yes. Um, or talk to one of the trainers. Like, yes, yep. we people think that we look scary sometimes, mm-hmm. but that's like the whole reason nearly of our job is yep. to be there for you when you aren't sure of how to use something. Like that's yep. what we've been trained to do. Yep. So that's what people need to understand is there's always someone there. You just have to yep. ask. Or yep. find. Yep. So if there isn't anyone there, um, because again, sometimes you are having to kind of deal with this on your own, but again, we do encourage to get someone for help. Tips generally, um, I guess, help people to, to I guess, uh, regulate their thinking, regulate intense emotions, and of course, tr- uh, not engage in that behavior that only reinforces the anxiety. So some quick tips might be reminding yourself that it's quite normal and um, uh, natural to feel anxious and nervous uh, in these situations and that many people do experience it. Sometimes when we normalise it, it's like, oh, I'm not crazy. I'm not the only one (laughs) that feels this. Yes, everyone does. 
Um, try and slow your breathing down because what occurs is when we go into that anxious state, our breathing changes and it then sets off other physiological responses in the body. So our heart pounds, our tummy gets butterflies, um, we get tense. That's just the normal natural uh, anxiety fight and flight response. So what we need to do is just calm our breathing down because it will send a message to the brain that there isn't actually a danger and the body can calm itself down, that we don't need to run for the hills or yeah. fight, fight. And a lot there. of people have the smart phone watches and stuff yes. these days. All of them have that built-in like yes. breathing app. Yes. So use it, but a lot of people don't know that it's there. Yes. Um, or, for example, you can download a whole stack of breathing um, apps as well, or even just breathing in for a few seconds and breathing out for yes. a few seconds if you don't have access to apps or you don't have a smartwatch. Um, the other thing, try and focus... Uh, sorry, find something to focus on rather than what you're worrying about. So for example, be specific what you see, what you hear, what you feel and smell around you. So this is pure mindfulness. So again, just like when we talked about body image, if we're focusing on the worry, it's going to make it worse and it's going to really exacerbate and heighten our sensations in our body. So making the anxiety or fear worse. Um, So try and lean into what is making you anxious rather than avoiding it um, and building your confidence with relationships um, with yourself and those around you uh, helps as well. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Thank Mm. you. All right, one last question. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of touching off what we just spoke about. So what are some tactics to help stay calm right before like a fight, a footy game, a grand final? Like I know I've experienced these the day of you. Mm. you got so many butterflies in your stomach. You're the first yes. one to, to walk out onto the field. Like this is obviously my personal experience. And like you can literally feel like your heart beating in your ears. Like it's crazy. And some people they all of a sudden feel like they want to vomit. Yes. Like I'm sure if I was going into a flight, I'd feel like I want to vomit. Same with Woody game. Sometimes it's like, like I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. But really. <laughs> but you don't, you're fine. But what are some tips to try and like stay calm in these yep. sort of situations? Because obviously a lot of elite sports people listen to yep. these these podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like this would help probably a lot of them. Yep. And um, I guess what we just talked about around feeling anxious about going out in public and going to the gym, it's very, very similar. You're experiencing a normal anxiety anxious uh, response but this time it's more so because of adrenaline Um, when we have an arousal in our body whether it's because of pleasure because of anxiety because of adrenaline the the physiological symptoms are pretty much the same so you do have changes in your breathing rapid thinking like you said you feel nauseous because um, your body's just preparing itself for a fight and flight response again it thinks that there's a potential danger or you need to go into battle or something that our ancestors (laughs) used to do (laughs) um so what i mentioned before around kind of regulating our breathing utilizing your abs even in the lead up to um to, to the game or, or uh, the, the thing you need to do, again, try and um, be easy on your body. So get a good night's sleep, um, maybe do a mindfulness exercise uh, using like Smiling Mind, Headspace, Calm apps yeah. um, before going to bed, maybe do one in the morning. If you often notice that you do get very, very anxious and your tummy is very nauseous, um, just be mindful of maybe some of the foods that might um, uh, make that worse for yeah, you okay, yeah. of a morning before let's say a big game we're not saying don't eat because we want you to eat but just make sure okay well what what can I have that's nutritious but that's not going to be really heavy on my tummy that's actually going to make that worse um when you're 
potentially on the field or with your team or whatever it might be, try and again do some breathing techniques. Maybe bring something with you that will ground yourself. So I often get my um, clients to take maybe something rough with them, something smooth or something soft. Put it in your pocket. Actually have it there and put your hand in your pocket or bring it out and actually just focus your attention on that for a little bit while you're trying to regulate your breathing. Okay. Focus on how it feels like. Is it cold? Is it hot? Is it rough? Is it smooth? Um, Is it heavy is it light um actually focus and and grounding yourself like that just allows you to stop worrying about the potentials of everything going wrong out there uh, and how you might then perform um uh, and and just regulating you for 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 a bit there but reminding yourself that this I guess adrenaline pumping through your body is what is actually going to make you be an awesome team player out there. So sometimes even accepting and allowing some levels of that um, uh, anxiety or or, or nerves or adrenaline in your body is exactly what we need to overcome this challenge, to be focused. Because the the reason why, yes, anxiety or or, uh, this kind of fear response has been to get ourselves out of danger, but good, like regular levels of that also um, increase our focus and concentration, increase our memory, increase our ability to just be be in that moment absolutely so uh, like I said leaning into it and accepting it allows you to uh, be the best version of yourself on the field or or, uh, you know whatever you're you're doing um, while also trying to not make it so intense that it obviously takes over and um, and yeah. makes you lose yeah. sight of, of what you're what you're doing. Yeah, I always say to the young ones, um, like if you're nervous, you care. Mm. Like it means that you actually care about the team. You care. You care about what you're going to perform like and yeah. stuff. And all of a sudden, they sit there and they're like, oh yeah, and then they make them feel good. So yeah. like the little things like that, like nerves yeah. are good because it means you're actually worried about performing or not. Yeah. And it's also reminding yourself, my body is doing what it needs to do so I can be the best performer right now. It's like, yes, body's working. Good. Great. We're ready for this. Ready for battle. It's it's a bit distressing or uncomfortable to to feel some of those things in our body. But if we're able to get used to those feelings and not see it as a bad thing that they're there, it also helps us lean into it and accept it. And also, because we can be anxious and play a great game. Yeah. You know, or we can be a little bit nervous and go out in public. We don't necessarily have to completely shut down emotions to be able to enjoy life fully. Sure. Mm. Perfect. All right. So um, that's pretty much it. My mm. question, obviously, to finish this off is if someone is struggling, mm. where can they actually find you now? Where can they find you? Is it in town, online? Yep. What's the best yep. contact so, methods? Uh, our clinic is located in uh, CBD of Wollongong. Um, so we're right on Crown Street Mall. We might be moving soon, but stay tuned for that. Um, so uh, clients can either call us uh, on 4288 They can give us an email. They can go on our website, which is www.selfreflections.com.au. And we've got an online booking portal. So awesome. they can actually book themselves if they would like. Cool. Um, so there's a variety of different ways. We've also got a book now button on our Facebook page. Um, and I think, uh, an email button on our Instagram, um, feed as well. So it really depends on, on how they'd like to get in contact and what they're comfortable with. Many ways. 
So self-reflections works um, or, or uh, services the community um, of all ages. So we've got psychologists on site that work from the age of two years old up until about 70 years old at the moment. That might change because we are hoping to um, gain more psychologists to join the team. Cool, yep. We also have a dietitian uh, on site who's accredited and she works with anyone of all ages. So uh, infants, um, children, adolescents, uh, adults and older adults as well. So um, for whatever reason, we, we try and be holistic in our approach to make sure that we're covering all sides of, of wellness. Um, and uh, and if, if anyone's interested, they can, like I said, either give us a call, book online themselves or um, just inquire via email. Perfect. Awesome. All right. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much for coming on. My um, pleasure. And hopefully this helps. I'm sure this will help so many people. Yes. So thank you. Um, and that's it for today. So thank you, guys. Make <laughs> sure you like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, and if you want to talk to Claudia or her team, just rewind it because she put all the info <laughs> there. I'm not going to repeat it. Um, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Never let them stop your grind And when it's time, don't ever let them stop your shine Why? Cause you work hard to get there When you get stuck, look up, don't just sit there There's haters regardless, just do what you do You ain't through till it's finished, man, that's what winners do